0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Conversation with Family podcast. I'm your host, Eric Hoag, and today we have a very special episode honoring the life and legacy of David Foote. Today we have my dad, Wayne Hoag, Kevin Taylor, aka Cato, and Harry Bracey. As I mentioned in the David Foote Memorial Introduction episode, we will be splitting up this roundtable discussion into three parts. For this first part, we will set the stage by discussing what it was like growing up with David in St. Louis during the 60s and 70s. The second part will discuss how a pivotal event would forever alter David's life, as well as the lives of Wayne, Cato, and Harry. Finally, the third part will wrap up David's life, as well as discuss what they would say to David if he was still here with us today. At the end of the third part, I'll we'll be back to provide a conclusion, any footnotes, or corrections. With that, here's part one of the roundtable discussion. Enjoy.
1: I was, I was going to say, I'm going to start off, and I want Harry and Kevin, I guess I should call you Kevin, to uh, to jump in anytime, but I, But I guess I was going to start off in the beginning with David, and, and I mentioned that my grandmother... My mother and my aunt was all pregnant at the same time, and they all lived in the same house. It wasn't like my grandma lived in a different house and my mom lived. We all lived in the same house, and uh, we're all was in the neighborhood. So in the neighborhood, everybody knew that every, was all pretty much every, all the women in that house was pregnant at the same time. Um, Kevin was born first. He was born. Uh, December 20th, 1958, and three months after Kevin was born, I was born, March the 20th, and three months and three days after I was born, David was born, June the 23rd. So we grew up together until, uh, and now I want Harry and Cato to jump in, Kevin's mother got married, and I can't remember what year she got married. And that when she married Harry's uh father. And when she, when she got married and married Harry's father, they moved to Cobrian, I think. Wasn't that the street, Kevin? They moved to Cobrien and they so they would have waited for us for a couple years. I don't remember how many years they would wait from us. But um but other than that s- small time. And I childhood, we always lived together. And we lived together mostly as brothers and not like uncles there. And then the next phase was Harry and Paula. Harry and Paula was the next phase to come to the family. And when they were born, we were still living in St. Louis, in the inner part of St. Louis. I still remember the address, 5204 Cavity.
2: 5204
1: um, Cabney. 5204 Cabney. We lived in 25204 Cabney. And it was a house that was, I remember, it was built in nine, the 1930s. And, and houses that were built in the 1930s, even houses built later, wasn't equipped with like central air, central heat, and stuff like that. So um, uh, the house on Cabney, it had a, I remember, at first it was a uh a cold kind of heater, but they, then it, it they had bought and transferred it to a gas heater. But a uh, gas heater, no no central air, so every room had like air conditioning. I just I'm just trying to get you on how we kind of grew up and, and just just the uh, atmosphere and the environment around our household. Like I say the second stage was was Harry and Apollo, uh coming up because we were about six years, seven years older than them. And they came up and they was the younger group, but they was, it wasn't like, but they were still like younger brothers and sisters. They wasn't like, you know, cousin. They were still like younger brothers and sisters. Like I said, we grew up in a village, you know, it was not like, was, we didn't know what a single family, Now Kevin and Harry made, but I never knew what a single family home was until I had my own single family home. And and, and it was a hierarchy where it, it changed when Harry and Paula were born, but when Kevin and I was growing up, the hierarchy was our grandparents were mom and dad, and our mothers was Shirley or Poochie and Sally. And we just started calling them mom and dad until Harry and Paula came, you, you, you remember Kato?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: We just start calling. We we call our grandparents, mom and dad, and our parents. We just called them by the first name because that was part, like, I say, of the village. The hierarchy was the grandparents <laughs> were, was the, uh, the, not the rulers, but was the the uh, the head More of caretaker. the family.
0: Yeah, and, and caretakers because yeah, our parents yeah. worked. Yes, and and both Wayne's mom and my mom at times worked nights. Yes. So we wouldn't see them at night, so it was the grandparents, you know, my grandma and grandpa that would put us to bed, that would feed us dinners, that would make us go to sleep, get us up in the morning, and you see them the next day. And you're like, oh, okay, that's, and then we go to school, so we would literally go and see parents in those short windows yes. uh, right after school, you know, I got to go to work. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then in those days, people were working a second job, so it just minimized the amount. And, and, and of also,
1: in and Kevin's mom and my mom Lubick worked and went to school at the same time. Uh, uh, Sally, my aunt, she was going to school to get her nursing degree and also worked at the same time that she was going to school. So, so they they was working trying to. And, and that's why it was it was important to have a household where you had help with the kids, because that way you can also work and go to school and you had grandparents and you have your sisters, your sisters around to help you with the kids. So, um, so that's the, I guess that's the, like the background of our early years of growing up and, and, and we were very active. Um, we play sports, uh, uh baseball basically uh uh and that, that was probably it our younger years is baseball uh because um i don't i don't remember they even have a football program when we lived in cavity i don't remember anything about football but cato he he played football when we went when we moved out in the county i i tried to play one year but my allergy was too bad and i i couldn't i couldn't deal with 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 football but but then um Harry and Paula was born uh in the mid-60s. And Paula was born in 65, Harry was born in 63, 64, 64, 64. And we still lived in in, in the, the inner city at that time. It was a and um and back then, and I, I'm I'm saying it in the fact that everybody, somebody that that listened to this this broadcast say 20 years from now, from now may not understand their environment at, at that time. So I'm trying to get, you know, to the environment. So at that time, um, America was a very segregated uh, 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 country that blacks lived in blacks area and whites lived in whites area. And, and, and the blacks couldn't move to a certain area because of discrimination, because of certain, say local statues or whatever. So they couldn't move to certain areas. Uh, but in 68, 69, Johnson passed the Fur Housing Act. And when he passed the Fur Housing Act, we lived on Cabney. And, and I don't remember, and Cato could jump in. Could you know, my memory, it may be a little bit different, but, but I remember, you know, we had, you know, um, um community stores, uh uh neighborhood grocery stores where we went um, to get like small stuff, especially candy. We would play like video games at the store. And and uh there was a probably the first Jewish person I met was a guy named Sam, I think it was saying Sam. He had a Jewish uh store that was a block away and you can go there and you can buy candy. You can even buy meat from from that store there, Sam. Right. Uh, so um, so that's how we grew up. And then, like I say, in 69, that was for housing act. And the neighborhood, I don't say it was getting bad, but, you know, it, the neighborhood had, because Kato can me remember, but, you know, if you go to school sometime and somebody said, let me, give me, let me a nickel, people would take your lunch money sometime, you know, or, or harass you, and that was just part of the neighborhood. You know, it was it was a hierarchy. The little kids got robbed by the big kids, you know, <laughs> and and sometimes the little kids grew up, they start robbing the big kids. And uh, so, so back in uh, '69, we moved to the county. Well, well let, let me go back. And Kato should interviewed Cato, and he he very, uh, I guess. Uh, quiet about, but Cato was classified as a, a gifted um, person. Um, he had took the, uh, the IQ test, I think back when he was in the, the fifth or the sixth grade and he tested very high on an IQ test. So they thought that they, they said, Kevin need to go to a gifted school because he is intelligent. Wasn't, he wasn't getting challenged at a regular school. So C- Kevin went to, either fifth grade or sixth grade. When did you go to the gift of school?
0: I, I went the fifth, I went the fifth grade. I did okay. it in the fourth grade, but I okay. went the fifth grade to, uh, I had choices at that time. It was uh country day. John Burroughs uh, were the two big ones. There's some other ones, but those you had to pay to go to. The school I went to was Dewey. Yeah, Dewey, that's right. school Okay. You didn't have to pay for it. And because okay. we didn't have the money to pay. Sure, you can get in grade-wise, but, you know, you don't have that coin yes. to go there. So, as I say, and it was one of the sad moments. So, I would go to another school, and as Wayne said, I wouldn't like to tell people that I went to another school. And I definitely <laughs> didn't like to in the playground, tell them the name of school and why I was going there. <laughs> because you know that that was you know, that might have set me up for a beatdown, but it uh, it did force me to literally at in the fifth grade I would take two public buses to school, you know, with a transfer. So I'd have to know how to get on the bus, go to one stop, get off, take my transfer, get on another bus, go to school, and that's how I live. Now, the, the beauty of going there is that they had open lunches so I could go to another little confectionery store and, and buy hamburgers. <laughs> so I thought, like, man, this is a, I'm doing a lot just to go get a hamburger. <laughs> but, you know, it did it, and it was interesting. So when we moved to the county, the we went there Quite honestly, I guess the school districts, and they sold us on the fact that the U-City school district, which at that time in the early 70s, was phenomenal, and they said it's just as good as the public school that you're going to now, and so you don't have to take the two buses, and so I, you know, kid, I didn't have a choice. Mom said, hey, fine, you, you, you'll you walk and three blocks to school. Now, as Wayne mentioned, when we grew up on Cabney, we only walked maybe seven houses to
1: yeah, school. It wasn't even seven houses. I'm thinking it was the four-family flat and maybe two <laughs> other houses. Yeah, I, yeah, and
0: we're in the school. So, yeah. so it was always an issue of, uh, I do have to say, give our parents foresight. The area they picked was great because there was a junior, I mean, elementary school three blocks away, a middle school, which is another block away. And then the high school was across the street from the elementary school. So we lived our life walking up and down those streets for almost six years. Yes. And uh, it, it, it worked out to the point that when Harry and Paula came along, they got into the same thing. They got to go to the elementary school, the middle school, and the high school. So, and, and still lived in the same house. So we all uh, learned from that and shared those same experiences throughout growing up. So it was kind of a, a good deal the way it worked out. And it just felt as a family. It continued with the bond that we had of, again, support because there was always somebody there at the house. Uh, even as we got older, we still remained either at the house. Uh, and I think that that's the, the true definition of family is that that you're there for each other. And as Wayne says, we grew up more like brother, sister than the other titles of cousin, nephew, associate, because we <laughs> we saw each other in the morning. We saw him at night. We saw him at dinner. We saw we fought for bathroom time yeah
1: and- yeah, yeah, yeah i realized we, we 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 only had two bathrooms at the time and and and, and
0: which we had one per level
1: yeah two, two different levels and we only took bath once a week okay we took a bath mostly on sunday maybe during the week cuz you if everybody took a bath you'll run out of hot water so you, you everybody couldn't take a bath on the same day because it wouldn't right. been enough hot water. You, you remember that, don't you, Kato?
0: And that—that that, that was the biggest thing. You know, who ran up all the hot water? Yeah. Who yeah. yeah. you well, it Me your hot water for me. It wasn't me. I, I, you, know, <laughs> it is, you know, you'd hear the adults say, "You know, hot water." Yeah. <laughs> right. You didn't have to worry about me.
2: Cause yeah, I never it, wanted to take a bath, so yeah, that coming, was man. me taking a, I never <laughs> wanted to take a bath, so it was never me running out. They could skip yeah. me on the bath forever.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it it uh Paula you know, had to take yeah. a bath with
1: Shirley. Y'all remember that,
2: right? Yeah, Ball, yeah. Paula Ball, had to Ball, take a bath yeah, with Shirley.
1: Yeah, that, was, that that but that but that's how it was. We just she we didn't have enough hot water. Yeah, for everybody to take a bath. Paula had to take a time. bath. And she yeah. slept with her mother,
2: Eric, you yeah. may not know this, but Paula and Shirley slept together her <laughs> entire youth. And they uh, slept in the dining room. I don't know if you remember that when yeah. you were yeah. yeah. a little. Yeah. The, the wine's yeah. mother bedroom was the dining room. So people used to come over and say, why do I got a bed in the dining room? I said, just be quiet. You got, you it was be just it. strange. People would come over and they would ask me, where's your room? I sleep with my mother. They said, this is weird. And she's like, hey, man. At least we're not in the city no more. You know, I slept with my mother till I was like nine or 10. Yeah,
1: and Wayne and two. Kevin
2: slept together and Paul and Shirley yeah.
1: slept in the dining room. That's yeah. true. <laughs> we It was like, like we lived on, well, we lived on Cabernet. There was uh, Paul, David, grandparents at four, me, Harry, Sally, that's, that's three, that's six. So there was 10 of us living in the same house and then cabiny we only had one bathroom okay? <laughs> yeah. we only had one bathroom so there was ten of us sharing one bathroom okay and then we moved we moved in your city we, we did have two family flats, and we had two bathrooms but upstairs there was six of us sharing one bathroom and that bathroom wasn't a very big bathroom no you no. know it wasn't a very big cuz when you no, take no double out, vanities and all that fancy stuff. When you take a crap, your your knees are touching the the tub. Okay, so so it's it's not very big at all. Uh, but and the toilet I would, I would, always was jacked up too. The toilet yeah, always was jacked yeah, up. Yeah, I know it was never moved. Yeah, uh, but you know, but we had, uh, and I'm remembering, but and I, I I like to do this because I sometimes I remember things I don't remember whether it was accurate. But we lived on Cabiny. We had rodent problems. We had mice. We had. We had roaches. I mean, not just one or two. On Kevin, if you come downstairs and you turn the light on in the kitchen, you're just stumping roaches. you just just like you're tap dancing because there's roaches running all over. And at that time, Kevin, Harry, and his mom lived on the third floor. And the third floor had two rooms. One room was kind of the bedroom and the other room was kind of our playroom. Well, one year we got BB guns for Christmas. I don't remember what for, but me, Paul, Dave, and Harry, who would lay in the bed and we would, we would have our BB guns and we would tell one guy, somebody to turn the light off.
2: Me, had
1: a, me. because I They turn the light off and we'll wait, we'll wait a couple of minutes. I hit the light, we we'll hit the light. We would look at the mice, go, and we would shoot them like, like we was hunting. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. They, urged, they used to tell me
2: to go downstairs and steal a piece of bread and put it on the floor and then wait till they they heard a, the noise and they would tell me to turn the light on. And they would shoot to beat the mice. <laughs> then we would get yelled at for shooting the mice, like, well, what you want us to do?
0: <laughs> uh, you know, it was, it was pretty... <laughs> <laughs> Do You remember that kiddo Don't you remember doing that? Yeah, yeah I
1: don't really remember. Know. <laughs> but that was you a know. that's that was a, but it didn't feel any different to us. You know, you no. tell I tell the story down, like, and I sometimes I question myself, did that really happen? But that is yeah. how we grew up. That is that was our environment at that time. <clears throat> so uh so we moved to U City, and here's a story. So we moved to U City. And I'm talking, so we was all we was me, Kevin, and David was in the sixth grade, okay? Um well they had a problem. Well they they thought they had a problem because there were six sixth grade classes and they was making sure that we didn't we didn't we wasn't in the same sixth grade class. So they put me, I can't think of the lady. They put, put me in a sixth grade class and put David. I think, Kevin, you came maybe a couple weeks later. Kevin came a couple weeks late. That's why they got to say, because Kevin came a couple of weeks later and they put Kevin in another class. And they're like, well, were, they weren't used to a, a black family that had, I guess, so many different, because usually we moved into a community that it was just a single family community. When we moved to U-City, um, it was mostly a single-family community. It wasn't a multi-cultural community like we had. Uh, so they weren't used to cousins and uncles living in the same house. So, so when we got in U-City, you know, they had three levels of different – you went to – you had in the same class, but you had, like, a math class and an English class, and he you had a home class. Well, they put David and I in the dumb math and English class, and Cato – Kato was in all the smart math and <laughs> <In> English
0: class. <laughs> so, That's how they came from another school. <laughs> yeah, because Cato came from
1: a gifted school, so they automatically put Kato in, in all the smart class. So Kato, so we, when David and I transferred, like, to our math class, we had, wasn't that many black, but we did have maybe one or two black kids in our math class and our English class. I don't know if Kato had, did you have any black kids in your class?
0: Uh I think maybe the Turk one or two.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But it wasn't many. Yeah. One I'm specifically was Carla Mobley was the only one and and that was kinda of like the homeroom class.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh so um that uh and, and okay, I guess we should focus on David. <laughs> David um was the youngest, let's say the youngest is the group. We we grew up say it paul David me and Kevin kind of grew up together, uh then Harry and paula so and Paul was kind of like the big brother or he pretended to be the big brother, we all kind of follow what paula kind what Paul kind of said um David was the youngest and, and uh uh when david was was in high school, he got in trouble a lot uh he and people like say he just hung out of the bag crowd, but people choose to hang out who they do. And David just he loved that crowd. David loved the crowd that was cool, that was doing things probably they shouldn't do. But David wasn't a mean person. Don't don't get me wrong. David, he wasn't a bully. He didn't do anything um, bad towards people. Uh, David was, was, was trustworthy. Uh, it wasn't like David was out doing Really bad thing. That's just what who David was, and David was never that way. David would always would help anybody can possibly help. Uh, he would always if uh, you got in trouble, he would help you get in trouble. But I'm going to tell you a story, and, I, and 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 I don't know, we we may delete this or not.
0: So I hate to leave everyone on a cliffhanger, but this is where we'll conclude part one of the discussion. Definitely check out part two, where we get into the details of the event and the aftermath. See you guys next time.